Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for your purpose. Thank you for your power. What a mighty God we serve. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, use these lips of clay. Anoint me afresh. But as I preach, my God, as I make sounds, you make sense. But give us understanding. It is my prayer. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen and amen. We are in the middle of, well, the beginning of a series that is called Switching Systems. And in the Switching Systems, it's God's evolved some things in our lives and got us really as a people to rethink about the kingdom of God. The title of my sermon this morning is The Kingdom is Real. And we are teaching people because we found out that many people got born again. They switched kingdoms, but they never switched systems. Because God's got a system in the way he does what he does. It's systematic in his approach to your life. God is not the author of confusion. And I want to apologize on behalf of the church and every pastor that has brought confusion into your life. The people don't live right because the pastors have got the message wrong. Today we're going to bring understanding. And I'm going to show you and you're going to, you're going to check yourself. You're going to be able to go locate yourself and ask yourself, are you really living in the kingdom? Is the kingdom real for you? Do you start to see the kingdom culture when you prayed the Our Father? Does the kingdom manifest all around you? Do you experience what God has said we should experience? My biggest concern when I got born again and I told God, I'm sowing seed and I'm serving you and the stuff's not working, I'm going back to work. Pretty much what Peter said. I'm going back to fishing. Because if your system doesn't work, why should I give my whole life to a system that is false? If you are not real and your system doesn't work, I, I mean, what's the point? It's just religion. Let me go and get drunk in the world like everybody else. But now that you've called me into this place, you've got to show me who you are. You've got to show me the power of your kingdom. You said for thine is the kingdom what? The power. Where's the power? Where's the abundant life? Come on, am I the only one asking the question? Are you also asking God the question? You should be asking God, where is the power? Where is the glory? Where are my children are wayward? My life is not coming together. Where's the money? Where's the opportunity? What is wrong? You should be asking that question. Because I did. I'm not going to live a false life. And I'm not going to pretend and fake it until I make it. If God is God, then let him be. And if he's real, I want to see his power. Come on, somebody. If God's a healer. I heard the beginning of the year, I got bounce palsy. Not just one side of my face collapsed, both sides. They said, we've never seen anything like this. And they went studying and they said, you one in 50 million. You're the only person in South Africa that would have gotten this thing. And here you thought I'm one in a million. I'm one in 50 million, Baba. I'm just saying, come on, come on, lighten up. It's going to be good this morning. And God, what they told me, I'll be in a coma for nine months. And I must give up the ministry. 
God healed me in nine days. I'll wait for you to give him some praise. I'll wait for you to give him some glory. Because his kingdom is real. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Don't let the devil lie to you that God, he doesn't do miracles. He, he's still a miracle worker. He can still shove that mountain. He can still do it for your children. He can still do it in your marriage. He can still do it in your body. He can still do it for your money. There's a turnaround in this place. Let your neighbor know you've come to the right church this morning. Just let them know you're in the right place at the right time. Amen. So this is what I did. Is and God's going to help me teach a little bit because, you know, some people tell it and others hell it. I'm the guy who hells it. So you know. So what we're doing is we are developing people in the kingdom of God to teach you the system. And so here are five life questions. Everybody's asking them. They might not verbalize it, but deep within your thinking and in your spirit. Dr. Miles Monroe helped us understand this. There are five life questions that everyone is asking. Your children, your mother, your granny, the babies, everybody when they start to start to think for themselves, and even if you've journeyed a little while, you begin to understand that there's something not right with my life. Here are your five life questions. Here are your five. Here's the five life questions. And it's the first one is, who am I? If you be honest this morning, you'd be asking yourself the same question. Who are you really? That's got to do with your identity. Number two, where am I from? You believe the professor, you come from a monkey, right? Just saying. It's the source. Please, people are standing over there. You need chairs. The chairs are here. The chairs are in front. Come sit. Sit on the floor if you need to. But don't please don't stand. I mean, that's just... It's a glorious day when you run out of of chairs. Come on, somebody. Amen. I told you God will do it. I have made an announcement. I said it will be the largest water baptism in this church thus far. And look what the Lord has done. By faith, I ordered a hundred t-shirts for you. So there's still space for more. Amen. There's room for one more. Amen. Number one, who am I? Every child is asking that question. The depression in every child, in every man, his frustration is because he's looking for his his identity. Number two, every child should know this. Where am I from? You weren't born to your parents. You were born through your parents. You come from above. You come from God. Amen. Don't let the devil lie to you. That's it. That's your life. No. No, 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 no. I, 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 God only used my mother's womb. Made my father fall in love with my mother. And even if it was a clipsy, it wasn't an accident before God. Because God's got a purpose for my life. Come on. Shout an amen in this church. Number three, why am I here? That's the question for this generation. Why am I here? 
They're struggling with their identity, number one. They don't know that they're actually the reason why they were sent. And then, of course, why am I here? And that's got to do with your purpose. It's five questions. Number four, what can I do? What's my potential? Every child is looking for it. Every man, every woman, every boy and every girl is looking for potential. What is potential? Hidden ability. It's inside of you. There's something that God created you to do and there's something that you can bring forth into the earth. It's called your potential. Number five, where am I going? My destiny. Decisions decide destiny. And there's a generation that's making poor decisions and it's messing with their destiny. Not because of anything. They just don't know. If we knew better, we would do better. I blame the church. I blame the pastors. I blame me. It's my fault. Because when I give you the right message and you train this generation right, their lives will come right. This morning you're going to begin to understand the power of the kingdom of God and what it means. So what God gave me was something to answer your five questions because that is your, that's the tool that you can have a conversation with anybody. What are you going to do next year? Where do you come from? What My identity. The enemy has been attacking this generation's identity like no other generation. So much confusion. Yet all those five answers, questions, are found in the kingdom of God in a very simple conversation that Jesus has. This is the t-shirt you're going to get. And in this t-shirt, here we go. You will now begin to see five answers. Five of them. To answer those questions, this morning we're going to give you the five answers. And we're going to give you a little more. Because here are the five answers. Just take, put, on, put on this. And I want to show you. Through this logo, through this picture, this image of how your life can change forever. How you will start today, but you will never, ever go back to bondage, any kind of addiction, old friendships, the lies of the enemy and old world. You are not going back to that old world because I'm going to teach you and show you the reality of the kingdom that when you pray the Our Father, my, thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you will experience the power of the kingdom in your life like I did in mine. Come on somebody. Here are the five life answers found in here. Number one, the cross you're dealing with five lessons you're right at the beginning of our lessons because we've been dealing with the number one it's faith in Christ number two you go into Christ you go into the water water baptism show you the power behind water baptism number three in the spirit number four in the kingdom number five into the world that when we send you into the world you will not go and lose your mind your money your marriage and your health because there's a reason for your existence when God saved you it wasn't for you to stay in church it was for you to be salt and light in the world 
that there's a difference that you can make with your gift and your ability and your potency or your potential begins to manifest out in the world that everybody will see that God is with you. God is with your family. God is with your children. I knew you were a drunkard, but God turned your life around. Are there any believers in this place? Please shout amen. The devil lied to you. And we're going to fix that this morning. Because I'm going to teach you the power of living in the kingdom of God. So let's answer those questions. And we're going to start off in the book of John chapter 3 verse 1. You know, we all know, you got taught at Bible school, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have him. Let's go to the beginning. Let's greater a, a context about why Jesus said that. It started off from a conversation with a man who was a great teacher. And he was a rabbi. He was asking Jesus a question. That's why baptism and believing is so personal. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. A ruler. Not a, not a, not a congregant, a ruler. He was put in charge of the synagogue. A ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi... We know that you were teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. We're seeing a manifestation of the kingdom in the world. We're seeing your power at work, and we don't know how you got it. So he comes by night. That means he sneaks into the presence of Jesus because he doesn't want the rest of the people to know. Don't take a selfie. They're going to say you at Kingdom Life Embassy. Don't. He comes in by night, has a conversation with Jesus, and he's being truthful. He says, We're seeing something. And even though we are teachers, and even though we're leading people, we're not getting results. We're bringing people into religion. But there's no power. We've given them a form of godliness. Denying the power thereof. That's what religion does. Parents, don't you leave your children in religion. It's the most wicked thing you can do. I find it easier to deliver people from demons than I find them to deliver from religion. Religion is a wicked thing. It, it gets you busy lighting candles and doing all crazy stuff that's got no power in your life. Ask the question, where is the power of God? I mean, if God is so powerful, why is it not working? So that's what that Nicodemus is asking. So, so Jesus answered and said to him, Nick, watch now the five answers in John chapter 3. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, first one, he cannot see the kingdom. Now, please note the difference here. We're going somewhere. 
There is a difference between seeing the kingdom and entering the kingdom. You got born again and you saw the kingdom. But did you enter the kingdom? Because there's a difference between switching kingdoms and switching systems. Did you switch systems? Watch now. Jesus answered and said, Most surely I said to you, unless one is born again. So Nick says, verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless, come on, read with me, one is done what? Born of what? The water and of the Spirit. So he says, when you come to Christ, your first stop is in Christ. Your next stop is in the water. Your third stop is in the spirit. And then we begin to function in the kingdom. Is somebody getting it this morning? He says, unless you go through the water, you, you're looking at the kingdom because you said yes to Jesus. That's good news. That made you ready for heaven. But if you want dominion in the earth, you must enter the kingdom. And what's the first stop? The water. For you to enter the kingdom. There's a difference between seeing the kingdom and entering the kingdom. These are the questions I ask God. What's up with this generation? Now watch what he says, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The fact that you come from your mother and your father, that's flesh. He says, and that which is born of the spirit gives you a spiritual reality. It brings you into a different kingdom. It gives you a different world. A spiritual world. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Here's my problem with mass conversions into Africa. You'll hear about people say, a million souls got saved. That's wonderful. Tell me where they now. Ah, did they just see it and not enter it? Because it needs a session like this. It needs training like this for the children to enter into it. Do not marvel I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the five questions, he answers them through John chapter 3, through five answers and five is the number for grace. He says the Spirit of God will come upon you and begin to move you 
because I was stuck in a job getting paid a lot of money but the wind of God began to blow and say this is not the reason why you were born come on somebody you are bigger than a career God is bigger than just giving you a career you weren't born to get some education and then get a job and then get bills and then get the house and then get the wife and then have some children and then you die there's got to be something more to life than what you experiencing right now everybody shout the kingdom is real the Holy Spirit gets to move upon you and all of a sudden I don't want to do the things that I used to do all of a sudden I'm, I'm not hanging around with 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 cousin nobody that's going nowhere because the Holy Spirit is moving in my life So when you come to Christ, the first lesson and the first teaching is found in John chapter, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. First lesson, we're going to jump through all of this. Take note, we'll put out all five lessons and we're going to be teaching in the next couple of weeks. And we'll make them available to you. Every one of them. I have now, when you get born again, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Not in the sweet by and by. Now today in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I now pick up his life. Colossians chapter 3, I think it is. Let's go to verse 1 quickly. Did I say Colossians chapter 1? If you were raised with Christ, this is you in water baptism this morning. You go and the old man dies and the new is rise, is coming up in Christ. Now you seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Here's where it gets powerful today. Today is a show, an outward show, that your old life is gone. For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have a brand new life. And it's lived by faith. And it's in Him. You live, you move, you have your being. 1 John 5 and verse 4. For whatever, everybody read with me. For whatever is born of God. Not from born of your mama. mama. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith. So he says, Nick, your belief is personal. Jesus comes by himself with a belief system and changes the whole world. 
because you get to change your world based upon what you believe hmm I want to get into deeper teaching around this but I want you to know that faith and belief are not the same thing but they're two sides of the same coin your belief really really matters your belief system is so important to you it's shaping your world the Bible says the worlds were framed by the Word of God so I don't know what you believe before you came here I don't know who taught you I don't know what message you are believing so often the parents run and they tell the children you need to behave we all behave what we believe you don't change his behavior you change his belief system God only moves based upon what you believe when I'm teaching on this belief and faith I'm finding out that people pray they pray but they don't believe that when they prayed it's answered most people don't have a faith problem they have a belief problem your belief is everything and it's personal and God only moves on your life based upon your belief system that aligns with his word Romans chapter 5 and 3 and verse 3 you gotta you gotta guard your belief system with everything you got to be clear about why you believe what you believe because it's creating your world and some people believe in all kinds of junk and this children this generation is so confused because they don't know what to believe all churches preaching different things if I don't give you what's in the Bible don't take it if I can't give you a scripture don't take what I'm telling you for what if some did not believe that's why belief is personal you can have a whole house that is walking in unbelief and you be the only one and God will honor your prayers because you believe for what if some did not believe will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect verse 4 everybody shout shout one more time that means God needs one believer in the house I got we are 11 in the family and in all my family we're all born again but my belief system is different to theirs the outcomes of our lives are different because I believe different to everybody else I went to question everything everything about my belief so that I know that if if you get your belief system wrong your life turns out wrong you must know what you believe and you must fight for it you must get understanding because your children and this frame that you're handing on to your children this is your belief system 
Some of you have not, you, you never thought about born again. You never thought about the kingdom. You never thought about your five life questions. It's because somebody just told you in this house, we all believe this. And what did they do? Mom and dad died and they pass you down just anything. And I want you to know this morning, according to Acts chapter 10 and verse 34. If you get your belief system right this morning, your life will come right. Peter then opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. That means God has got no favorites. I'm not his favorite. God shows no favoritism. He's no respecter of persons. Verse 35. But in every nation. uh, Is South Africa one of the nations? So in South Africa, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your background. I don't care your mistakes. I don't care who you, what you did in your past. If you get your belief system right, God says, if you work my system, my system will work for you. That's what he says. He says, whoever fears him and works the system. God says, I'll bless you. I'll take care of you. I'll work with your family. I'll work in your life. If nobody else believes, if you're the only believer, I'm going to take your life and I will do something with it and the world will know that I'm God all by myself. Come on, just give Jesus a praise, man. Just clap for your hands this morning and begin to believe that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. God is not a man that he should lie. Okay. So let's, we're teaching in Christ, but today our focus is in the water. I'm just helping the Americans. It's water. No, no, it's water. Amen. So your next thing, if you believe, right, your life will come right. You with me? Because if you don't act on what you believe, you're just like a demon. Because the demons also believe. But they can't have faith. Are you with me? When you act upon what you believe, something happens in the heavenlies to your life. Something happens. So when I say like a morning this morning, I'm now going to follow what Jesus said we need to do. I'm going to act on the word of God. Now watch. We're dealing with water and water baptism. Acts chapter 8. And verse 26, please. Are you learning anything this morning? Are you getting anything? My, my, my idea is not to preach to you. The idea is that you understand. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. He's an evangelist saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sat sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. I mean, the Spirit of God 
working in a man that he can run like that. So Philip ran to him. He's in his chariot. Got to see the sight. And heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, running next to him, do you understand what you're reading? What a sight. Horses are still going. And he said, how can I? Unless someone guides me And he asks Philip to come up And sit with him The place in the scripture Which he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter And as a lamb before his shearers is silent So he opened not his mouth In his humiliation His, ju- was, his justice was taken away And, he will, and who will declare his, his generation For his life Is taken from the earth You're going to work with me So the eunuch answered Philip and said I ask you Of whom does the prophet say this Of himself or of some other man Then Philip opened his mouth And beginning at this scripture Preached Jesus to him Now as they went down the road They came to some water And the eunuch said See here is water He's preaching Christ First lesson Faith in Christ That he died on the cross What's the next stop? He says there's water What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said If you Come on work with me Believe With all your heart You may And he answered and said Come on, everyone that's getting water baptized this morning Read with me and read it loud I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God So he commanded the chariot to stand still And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water Why? Because after you believe, you must act on what you believe Now I see your faith in works And if you work your faith If you work your faith, your faith will work If you work the system, the system will work for you You must be born again because you can see Now I get to enter If you've never, oh, let me say this Understanding, because he asked him, Do you understand? What is understanding? Understanding is the truth we're standing under. You need to pay attention to what you believe because if your life is working out wrong, it's because you believe wrong. Who baptized you? What did you believe when you got into that water? message did you accept because the person that baptized you has taken a significant part of your future from you added it or removed it let me give you scripture to what I'm saying for what I'm saying the reason why your children are struggling man the reason why there's desert in your home the reason why you're not getting to the world, why you're not getting to the promised land is because your children, then they wayward, then they, it's drugs, then it's confusion, then I don't know who I am. It's desert. This generation just living in a desert because nobody's bringing understanding. 
Because once the understanding comes, here comes the water. Now you break the drought from that child's life by making sure they understand water baptism. Not fulfilling their purpose in life, wondering. Let's deal with this water baptism. Everybody write this out, please. Right believing leads to right living. You don't get living right first and then fix your belief system. Right believing. Teach your children, train them up in the way that they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. Teach them right. You just said, come to Jesus. Now give up that, give up that. No, you're dealing with their behavior, not their belief system. If you fix a boy's belief system, his life will come right. Ask me, I am your testimony. Everybody write this out. We behave what we believe. It's really important. That's why you've got to be clear about what your belief system is. When you pray, when you teach, when you train your children, teach them who they are. You don't have to threaten them. God is, this is a gracious God. So here's the point. Who baptized you? Jesus will help us this morning. Because water baptism has got to do with a person, a leader, who holds a message. Jesus. When you said yes to whether it be I'm Baptist, I'm I'm Scientologist, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, I whatever your religious setting was when you went to church and you grew up, who baptized you? Because with that baptism and that institution came a message which has shaped your future. Tell me who baptized you, and I will show you your future. Because baptism has got to do with your belief system being set. Give you scripture. Romans chapter 10 verse 14. The Lord's going to really help us with this generation. Because they've accepted a whole lot of things that's not of God. They take belief systems in everywhere and they don't know what to stand for. That's why they're falling, man. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How can you call on a God you've never believed? How can you expect something from a God you've never believed in him? Your belief is in in where? How can you cry out? How can you pray? How can you expect something from a God you, 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 you don't believe in? But here's what he says. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If the preacher didn't preach it, you can't get it. You can't have faith for anything you've never heard. So when I teach you this morning, what I'm teaching, your expectation can rise. You can say, I can expect these five things when water baptism takes place. It's part of the lesson. 
And how shall they hear without a preacher? I'm standing here that if a preacher has never preached this to you, you can never believe God for it. You haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. The question I'm asking, when they preach to you about water baptism, what was the message? So you know the story of John the Baptist and he is, is baptizing people and he wasn't the only one. The way it worked and the way it still works is that you go to a church or you go to a leader, the brand is good, you like what they're doing, you know, the worship is great, the people are there, and now you decide you want to be part of that church or that community. And I'm not just talking about Christians, I'm talking about Islam, I'm talking about every religion. Please hear me, everybody believes. And somebody that says, I'm an atheist, I don't believe, you're the biggest liar. Because you need more faith than me to believe there's no God. Just saying. Oh, there's no God. Well, I'm sure if you just take your air away a little bit, that belongs to the Lord. But maybe about just two and a half minutes. Lord. So you go to the various leaders. And every leader's got a message. And based upon the fact that I believe in this message, then that's what happened in Israel. You then go to that leader and say, it's not who teaches you. It's who you believe. So the one you believe, you walk up and say, this is the message. Now baptize me into the message. You weren't baptized into water. You were baptized into a message. I told another guy, you must be born again. He says, me? I'm Catholic. I'm like, all right, dude. He believes he doesn't need Jesus. He believes the Pope can pray for him. He believes he has a father that will go, he can go to and when he sins he can go to a father and have I mean it's his belief. Everybody believes something. The question you have to ask yourself when you got water baptized, what did you believe? Who was the person? What was the institution? What is their message? Because you never got into water, you got into a message. Give you scripture. I gotta give you scripture. I gotta give you scripture. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, please. 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. What was his message? And saying, What? Not repent. Oh Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. No. Repent means to change your mind. I'm not going to live that way anymore. There's a new life in Christ. I'm coming into the kingdom of God. I'm coming not just into Christ and into the water, into the spirit, but into the kingdom. That was John's message. It's into the kingdom. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was baptizing people on that. So Matthew chapter 3 verse 13, please. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. For what? Into a message. Not into the water. 
and John tried to prevent him saying I need to be baptized by you and you coming to me but Jesus answered and said to him permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness then he allowed him we will get into the next verse what was Jesus immersed into a message he said John you've got the message of the kingdom and I need to be baptized into the same message have a look at the scripture Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and Jesus now Jesus comes up to the water I'll tell you what happens after the water but I want to show you that at 30 years old Jesus gets water baptized and he comes out of the water he's immersed into a message he comes out with this message and listen what he does then Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the what? the gospel of what? the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people here is the revelation we behave what we believe We told people just get a baptism certificate, go in the water and then leave the certificate on the wall. And one day you were baptized. You show me the message you're living under. Somebody lied to you. Because when you come out of the message, you're walking in the message, you now behave differently because you believe differently. Now clap your hands for Jesus. Tell me who baptized you and I will show you your life. Because whoever baptized you either robbed you of life or gave you life. It's not a certificate on the wall. It's not just the day that you went to. You came into a message. So here are five things that you need to know. Five things to know when you get into the water because now are the believers in this house? Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? You see the kingdom. Now, by faith, you enter into the water. There are five things you can expect. This is good teaching this morning. Number one, this is what you can expect. I am your preacher. And you can have faith for this. Because how would they know unless it's, it's preached? You can put your faith out for these five things that you're going to, from today, I mean, God will do exceedingly abundantly. I mean, he'll break off addiction in the water. He'll break off confusion in the water. He's going to do a whole lot of things for you in the water. But you can't step in there as a religious act. You've got to walk into that water by faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Many people just use it as a day and celebrate it, but they've never walked in there by faith. For the rest of your days, you're going to get these five things. For the rest of your days. I said for the rest of your days. Mommy, daddy, you got to hear me today why you must have your children water baptized. Number one is that you get to hear his voice. 
Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 That's the first thing When then Jesus came from Galilee to No, Matthew 3 13 Do I say that? Uh, 13 When he had been baptized Jesus came up immediately from the water Is that the same one? There we go Verse 16 Thank you When he had been baptized Jesus came up immediately from the water And behold the heavens were opened to him I mean that's now something for you personally That the heavens will now begin to open for you But here's the key thing And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove And alighting upon him Verse 17 And suddenly a voice from heaven Saying This is my beloved son In whom I am well pleased Let me tell you today that God is always speaking Our problem is that we are not tuned in We are not tuned in to God When you get water baptized You can by faith Step in and say from today I'm going to hear the voice like never before I'm going to hear the voice of God like never before Please say amen Because I need you to build your belief system That you can hear the voice of God Say amen as you say that Put your faith to work The first thing is that you can hear the voice of God Let me tell you today Mommy and daddy Your children aren't on drugs They're on the wrong voice They keep going back to You think That it's just drugs calling them It's a voice that's calling them In their bodies You can't do without the drugs If you let go of those friends You're never going to have any other friends It's a voice When you allow God and His voice to come upon them And they get baptized God's voice becomes louder They'll get out of that nightclub They'll walk away from other people They'll walk away from They'll say I'd rather sit at home God will cause that stirring Because God's got a life for them in Christ It's number one The voice of God becomes the number one thing Number two You see the voice of God is really important for your destiny I heard God tell me To go this direction We built here We heard the voice of God over this piece of land The voice of God to guide you Number two You hear the voice of God Number two you receive your identity This is my beloved son In whom I am well pleased The reason why the children are struggling with identity Is because they're not understanding Who they really really are Many have been robbed of their identity Because the world has put labels on you And they made your past look like it's you You may have done what they said you've done But you're not who they say you are You are a child of the living God And you are the righteousness of God And you can get up from that mistake And you can start again in God Because the devil robbed you of your identity For many people they can't tell me who they really are but when you come into Christ If any man or woman be in Christ They become a new creation man I'll remember what you did in the past No I'm a new creation in Christ Who you slept with 
I'm a new creation in Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am who God says I am. There are 152 identification scriptures in the Bible. And you need to understand in Christ, your identity is not achieved. It is received. Come on, clap your hands a little bit this morning, man. If any man be in Christ, stop letting the children pay for the mistakes they made in their past. They didn't even know who they were. I mean, you must extend grace to them like God extended grace to you, right? Stop holding people hostage, man. They knew in Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. Teach them. This is what the scripture does. It teaches you to separate your who from your do. I may have done that, but that's not who I am. I made a mistake. I didn't get it right. But who I am, I am in Christ. And God loves me. Come on, somebody shout amen. This is my beloved son. Two things you get. Clarity on God's voice. Clarity on your identity. You'll find out who you really, really are in him. Because that's got to do with your potency, your potential. Number three. Is the power to overcome temptation. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. We've told the children to overcome temptation. Stay away from that one. Now it's drugs. Now it's smoking. Now it's alcohol. Blah, blah, blah. We give all this instruction. But you've given them no power to overcome temptation. We are the tools. You've given them wrong message. Then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Returned from the Jordan. And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. You don't hear about temptation before the water baptism. Because God can't allow you to be tempted beyond that which you are able. Along with the temptation, He's made a way of escape that you're able to bear up under it. Because the temptation the enemy is bringing to this generation is to give you another life. Look at all the temptations with Jesus. So He's hungry. Here's the temptation. Verse 3. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, your first, once you come out of that water, he says, so, so, so now, your old friends, so who do you really think you are now? You're not here to prove a point to anybody, man. You are the righteousness of God. Don't you to go and say, well, you know, now I must act right. No, no, no. Just go and believe right. Believe that you are the son of God and that God's going to empower you every single step of the way. That no matter when I'm faced with temptation, I can step out and say, Lord, you are fighting for me. You'll deal with the temptation in my life. Because if I believe right, my life will come right. If you are the son of God, and I thought you baptized, shut up, devil. I, I may, even if I make a mistake, if I stumble and I fall, I'm going to get up from here because I'm still the righteousness of God. It's a gift from God. Come on, shout amen. It says, come on, put up a performance. We're not here to perform for anybody. Keep moving forward. Verse 4. Jesus said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Devil, take him up a high mountain, show him the kingdoms. Listen to what I'm saying to you, please. This is where I wanted you to catch the revelation. The devil has got a kingdom for you too. He offered Jesus a kingdom. He says, if you come into here, into this, and you align yourself with my kingdom, and you get baptized into me, I'll give you. I'll give you a pseudo world. It's exactly what you get when you start a game. 
and you enter into that game whatever the game is I don't know what the latest games are you get a pass you get a you get a pseudo name I'm fricky whatever and you get a passcode and you enter into the game and you playing the game and you number one in the game but you're not in charge of the game there is somebody who made the game that's controlling you in the game is somebody with me this morning so even though you top of the log and you are Manchester City you wearing all the tops and you playing FIFA what number are we on now I don't know but you're sitting there and you top of the log there but when you come out of that game you still depressed you still broke you still unhealthy you fat you overweight you got no dominion it's when you come into the kingdom of God that God begins to show you real dominion how to become fruitful how to win in life how to become what God has called you to be you need to shout an amen in this place too many people old men number one in the game under the devil's kingdom but in life they're failing now you know why they suicidal because you bought into his game that's the temptation huh. the temptation always was and always is to offer you another life that's what education is for that's what sports that's what all kinds of things are there for it's the devil's invitation to his kingdom take a shortcut you don't have to go through the kingdom don't go through the water baptism you then got your degree you smart you got your life together you know this preaches and 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 how can I be selling you such stuff I'm 60 years old why would I want to give you an inferior message? I walked down that pseudo life, man. I looked really good on the on the on the on the race course. And all the friends liked me and we could drink together and I offered them an and and but when I left home five o'clock or six o'clock after those races and my the cap is sitting in my head like this and the sun is setting and I just blew the whole month's wages salary on one Saturday at the race course. Looks good in their world. But in reality, I had no dominion. I had no victory. So don't come and pretend. Give us the real life. Let's find out who you really are when all the buddies are gone and the races have run and your, 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 your salary is gone because it's now only the fifth of the month, but my salary is over. I come from that. I'm sick and tired of being ashamed of my life. Useless. An embarrassment to the neighbors. How can you come on a Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, and borrow money? How? Stuck on addiction. Gambling my life away. Wasted. And every time I promise my children, I'm telling you next week, it's going to get better. I was one out of the jackpot. Oh, the pick six. If it didn't happen to this one, I mean, what crazy stuff I spoke. Now, I'm not preaching to you. I'm telling you my story. But I know you got yours. But I come from a crazy world, man. A world that didn't work. And when I came to Christ and I said, you better be real with me. You better tell me the truth. Because I'm done living this craziness. I'm embarrassing. I'm ashamed. 
Can't lift my head. Got to see somebody coming in and I duck and dive because I owe them money. I mean, if I sow money and I come to the kingdom and the kingdom is first, where's the results? Come on, am I the only one that you should be speaking to God? Go and sit God down. You think God's afraid of your angry? Go and get angry in his presence. Go and ask him. You think God's scared of you? He's not scared of your prayers. Go and ask him. Because I asked him. You tell me how this thing works. Otherwise, I'm bailing out. Sick of the embarrassment and the shame. For God so loved the world, He gave me the scripture. John 3.16. Please put it up. John 3.16. You all know it. Read with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, whoever believes in Him, stop, stop, stop. That's what the Lord showed me. I'm like, we're in your kingdom. I said yes to Jesus. Why is my life perishing still? You know what it means to perish? Have a look at your tire when you get there, to when you got a puncture. Worn out. Running, 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 worn out, going nowhere. Now I'm parked somewhere. My marriage is perishing. My money is perishing. My body is perishing. My children are wayward. What is this? The Lord said to me, read the scripture again. I'll give it to you in another version. Give it to me in the King James Version, please. Because it says, believes in him should not. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Here's what the Lord said to me. Read the scripture, son. I didn't say you wouldn't perish. I said you shouldn't perish that means there's a choice when you see the kingdom and enter the kingdom if you come after me and you believe right you will go from shouldn't perish to would not perish who baptized you because you got baptized into a message and whoever baptized you either added life to you or robbed you of life. And now you wipe, know why people are still perishing. Number four, we got to end. Number four, from today you can be led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 14, I'm not going to labor this point. There are classes for this. How to be led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So from today, you've got to believe God that He can lead you to university, where to study, what degree, your relationship. Is this the girl for my future? Is this the man I should marry? Is this the place I should buy? Is this the price I should pay? Is this the degree I should study? Is this the school I should enter? Should my children be at the school? Should I go overseas? Should I holiday? God, you are now led by the Spirit of God. Because those, the Bible says Jesus came over the water. And here's the exciting one, number five. Let me go to the number five, we can end. Luke chapter four, verse 16. What's number five? To locate myself daily. Moms, you're praying for your children. 
becomes very, very powerful at this moment. Watch this. This is really good. So Jesus came to Nazareth. So he comes out of the temptation. And he has been water baptized. He hears the voice. The heavens are open. He's led by the Spirit. He deals with temptation. He's now moving in what God called him to do. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Oh my goodness, man. I should have brought my Bible, Bible. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now you need to understand this is so powerful. Jesus doesn't go and say, I want to read the scripture. The synagogue readings meant that at, you read to a certain point, you were called to read, and you leave it at that place, you're done reading. Next time, whoever comes to read the scriptures starts where you ended. Hey, God in his wisdom. He's handed the book by, of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, so remember the marking is there. So we must put the book away until synagogue time again next time. They go, they hand him the book. Jesus opens the book to the place. He's following after God's orders. He walks into the temple at the right time, at the right place. After many people have read for all the years. It's his turn. He opens up at the place where God the Father locates him. And this, he reads. He says this. Uh, just go back one verse. Verse 7. What did I say? And when he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives of the recovery of sight to the blind To set at liberty those who are oppressed To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord He doesn't continue reading He says That's the reason why I'm here but God ordered him to come in at the right place at the right time. God, heaven located him and made sure that all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. He closes the book. He hands it back to the attendant and he sits down and the eyes of everybody is upon him in the synagogue fixed on him. Listen to this. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He says, I'm here. I'm anointed. This is the reason why I was born. And you, there's no confusion. Because heaven located him and was able to put his the finger exactly where he needed to be. Here's your scripture. Psalms 40 verse 7 to 8. Mom, this becomes really powerful when your child is water baptized. Because I get to understand this scripture. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O God. And your law is written within my heart. 
did you know that every day of your life is documented in the Bible for you personally not for everybody did you know that you can open up the Bible for you and you can say Lord I'm lost I don't know what to do and do you know that when you are now born again led by the Spirit baptized in the Holy Ghost hearing the voice of God God will show you through the scriptures not just who you are but where you are Because all your days have been fashioned by God And it's written in the book So if ever you are lost Or you think your child is lost This is a prayer for you Give it to me In Psalms 40 verse 13 The Bible says in John chapter 1 In the beginning was the word If you are lost Go back to the beginning because what's in the beginning? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. Here's your prayer, Mama. If you think your boy is missing and you think he's back, back with the old friends and you say, Father, locate him, your prayers are going to be different from today because you're going to begin to know and understand that heaven's hand is upon your children because they were been baptized. Even though they tried to go back to the old lifestyle, you're going to create a brand new GPS system that God's going to be able to locate your child and say, come out of that bondage. Come out of that den. Come out of that nightclub. Come out of that relationship. Come out of that wrong place uh, because my prayers are going to be different from today here's your prayer be pleased oh God to deliver me oh Lord make haste to help me if you ever lost and you're born again water baptized and followed the order with God and you don't know where you are this is your prayer make haste to help me verse 14 says let them be ashamed and brought to, to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. You can pray that over your boy. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish evil of my children. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, aha, like the devil who said to you, aha, I got your children. Have you ever been there, mommy? Where the devil tells you that you never, your children are always going to be in the world and your family's never going to get saved. Don't you believe that lie. You need to pray a different prayer. And if you get your belief right, God will meet you and your family. Verse 16 says, let all those who seek you rejoice. When you seek in God, there's a rejoicing and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually. The Lord be magnified over the Holland name. Come on, you raise your hands and say, let the Lord be magnified over, come on, put your family surname in there. Come on, Castro. Let the Lord be magnified over the Castro name this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Final verse, verse 17. But I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. I know you're thinking about my child right now, Lord. You are our help and our deliverer. Do not delay, God. Send that pin location right now. Wherever you are to heaven, heaven's waiting. You send a pin location. Where are you? I'm, here's my pin location. It's found in Psalms 40 verse 7. Oh God, send help right now. 
Here's the pin location. You know exactly how to get me out of this mess. You know exactly how to bring us out of this bondage. You know that we're in trouble, but I know that you are with us, oh God. Your eyes are forever upon the righteous. So I'm sending a pin location because I believe that I can never be lost ever again. My children can never be wayward ever again. My children are coming into their destiny. My children are going to fulfill their purpose. What did you believe when you got water baptized? Five things happened. Can I have the worship team up? Number one, you get to hear the voice of God. Number two, you get to receive your identity. The devil give you a feeling, I don't feel like I'm a girl. I don't feel like I'm a, like I'm a boy. And someone else comes and loves on you that's your same gender. Listen, my cousin's over here. I grew up with girls all around me. All my girls, my, my, my your sisters, all my oldest, they all, all grew up with a female. So I'm walking around in the house and I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Just bumped into the room and, whoops, shouldn't have been here. Hey, hey, the girls are dressing. I'm like, what's the big deal? I'm little. I finally start to realize that there's something different about me. But I'm finding myself walking with a handbag. I got I mean, there's no guns. There's no cowboys. There's no, I mean, okay, I'm wearing high heels. And you got to have lipstick. Oh, you look really pretty. When it got to a certain age, my father pulled me down. He said, son, hey. He took away the first to establish the second. He said, let me tell you who you really are, my boy. This is what God made you to be. Your name is Maxwell Benjamin Holland. And you have a destiny over your life. You are called to preach the word of God. You're going to get out of this mess. Because this is what the spirit of God says about you. Ah, he's just playing. Come on, get, where are the men in this house? Give a roar, but say, who are at least? Let the children know. Every day, you can open up the word of God and ask God to give you a word for today. Locate me, Lord. You might not like it. We'll tell you, no, going to forgive your husband. Yes, you must. If you want to live in this kingdom.